The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss some of the lesser-known college football historical oddities from every team in the SEC. And we'll concentrate on the lesser-known historical oddities, not the well-known. So starting in alphabetical order, here we go. Alabama Crimson Tide. The first lesser-known historical oddity occurred in the 1954 Cotton Bowl. Alabama lost to Rice that day, 28-6. But one of the most unusual plays in the history of college football occurred that day. Rice owl Dickie Mogul was running down the sidelines, and he was tackled by Alabama's Tommy Lewis, who had come off the sidelines. He came off the bench to make the tackle. Now, Mogul was awarded the touchdown. But interestingly, in the first quarter of this game, the 1954 Cotton Bowl Classic, it was the same Alabama's Tommy Lewis who had made that tackle coming off the bench. Well, he scored his team's only touchdown to give the tie a 6 to nothing lead. And, and just as interestingly, Rice is mogul, and he was the one who was tackled on that fateful play. Had two other touchdown runs of 79 and 34 yards against the tie that afternoon. Lewis and Mogul later appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. The second lesser-known historical oddity from the Alabama's and Crimson Tide comes in the form of consecutive Alabama-Arkansas games that witnessed a Crimson Tide touchdown scored on the first offensive play of the game. In 2017, on the game's first snap, the Tide running back Damian Harris broke loose 75 yards for a touchdown in a 41-9 victory over the Razorbacks. Now, the next year, 2018, the next time the two teams met, Alabama and Arkansas, on the game's first snap, Alabama's tight end Irv Smith Jr., he caught a 76-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Tua Tagovailoa and Alabama's 35-31 victory over Arkansas. Arkansas Razorbacks. Their first historical oddity, this one is stunning, and it's a little bit complicated, so follow this. In the 1978 Orange Bowl, Number six, Arkansas faced number two, Oklahoma. Now, the game was played on January 2nd. This is important because it's one day after January 1st. Why does that matter? Well, on January 1st, the Cotton Bowl was played, and Texas, who was number one in the country, had lost. So this means a win by number two, Oklahoma, secured them a national championship. And they were facing Arkansas, who was depleted, as Arkansas was playing without its two best running backs and its best receiver, all three suspended by coach Lou Holtz. Now, prior to the suspension, the Sooners were favorites. After the suspension, oh, they were prohibitive favorites. Now, what happened? 
Arkansas defeated Oklahoma that day, 31 to six. I'll say it again, 31 to six. As third string running back, Roland Sales rushed for 205 yards that day. The second historical oddity that's lesser known is that Arkansas played in the first two seven overtime games ever played. And to top it off, they won both games. On November 3rd, 2001, Arkansas defeated Ole Miss 58 to 56 in seven overtimes. Then two years later, on November 1st, 2003, Arkansas defeated Kentucky 71 to 63, again in seven overtimes. Auburn Tigers. The first of the lesser known historical oddities occurred in 1894 when the Auburn Tigers had a one really strange four game season. In 1894, in week two, Auburn defeated Georgia Tech 94 to nothing. Now, after scoring 94 points in that one game, in the other three games that season, they scored a total of 12 points all season. <clears throat> and these were in losses to Vanderbilt, 20 to 4, to Georgia, 10 to 8, and to Alabama, 18 to 0. <clears throat> the second of the lesser known historical oddities. Well, how about three scoreless ties in one season for the Auburn Tigers? That happened in 1937. See, in 1937, on opening day, Auburn defeated Birmingham Southern 45 to nothing. Now, the next two weeks, the Auburn Tigers posted consecutive scoreless ties, 0-0 against Tulane and 0-0 against Villanova. Then in week nine, they posted their third scoreless tie of the season, 0-0 against Georgia. The Auburn Tigers finished the 1937 season Six wins, two losses, three ties, posting seven shutouts, giving up 36 points all season. But alas, it's that three scoreless ties, which makes it stand out. Florida Gators. The first of the lesser known historical oddities occurred in 1913. The Florida Gators opened the season with a 144-0 win. Again, 144-0 win against Florida Southern. Now in their very next game, the coin was flipped on them as the Gators were shut out by Auburn 55 to nothing. So if you're keeping track after winning 144 to nothing and then being shut out, that is a 199-point differential in back-to-back -back games. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities for the Florida Gators is Jack Forsyth Jr., the coach of Florida from 1906 to 1908. He was the first head coach of the Orange and Blue, as they were known back then. In 1907... Now, this is his second season as head coach. Coach Forsythe was also the starting fullback for the Orange and Blue. He was the coach and the starting fullback at the same time. And it was rumored he was paid an additional $500 to do that. Georgia Bulldogs. The first of the lesser-known historical oddities occurred in 1910, when Georgia opened the season with a 100-0 defeat of Locust Grove. 101-0 defeat of Locust Grove. And they followed it with a 79-0 defeat of Gordon. Now, that season, Georgia went six wins, two losses, one tied. But they were shut out twice that season, in a season where they topped the century mark in scoring. Then, the second of the lesser-known historical oddities for the Georgia Bulldogs, 1913, when Georgian opened the season with a 108 defeat of Alabama Presbyterian. Then, Georgia followed with a 51-0 defeat of North Georgia. They went on to post a 6-2 and two record, but after scoring 108 and then 51 points in back-to-back -back weeks, they posted no more than 20 points again that entire season. The Kentucky Wildcats, the first of the lesser-known historical oddities. 
on September 19th, 1970, Kentucky beat Kansas State 16 to 3 as they held Kansas State to negative 93 yards. That's minus 93 yards rushing, setting an SEC record. That day, the Kentucky Wildcats sacked a Kansas State quarterback seven times, forcing three turnovers. The second of the lesser known historical oddities was in 1982, when in coach Jerry Claiborne's first season, the Kentucky Wildcats went winless, going no wins, zero, zero wins, 10 losses, one tie. Then in 1983, the next season, the Wildcats went 6-5-1 and one and went to the Hall of Fame Bowl. Why does this matter? Well, Kentucky was the first team in history to go to a bowl game the season after they posted a winless season. The LSU Tigers. The first of the lesser known historical oddities was when the LSU Tigers in 1899 posted a 1-4 record. But every game was a shutout. The Tigers were shut out in each of the first four games. And then in the final game of the season, the Tigers shut out Tulane 38 to nothing. The second of the lesser known historical oddities is that coach Bernie Moore's 1936-1937 teams went to combined, and this is 22 games over 22 seasons, 18-3-1, 18 wins, three losses, one tie. His defenses never allowed more than seven points in a game. They set out half of the teams they faced, posting 11 shutouts in 22 games over two-season stretch. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, first lesser-known historical oddity. Mississippi State played its first football game back in 1895. Now, in a two-game season, they were shut out both games, 21 to nothing against Union and 16 to nothing against Memphis Athletic Club. Now, Mississippi State did not score until the second game of the 1901 season. And again, their first season was 1895. They didn't score. Now, in all fairness, they didn't play from 1897 to 1900, but that stretch is still there. And they did not score until a 17 to nothing win against Old Miss in the second game of the third season. The second of the lesser known historical oddities is the origins for the cowbells. Students bring cowbells to the game for luck. Why? Why did the tradition start? Well, in the mid 1900s, a cow wandered onto the field and the Maroons, as the Mississippi State team was called back then, won the game. So, because that cow wandered onto the field, the good luck charm tradition began. Missouri Tigers. The first of the lesser known historical oddities was in 1890. This was Missouri's first season. And in 1890, in the Tigers' first ever game, it was a 22 to 6 defeat of a team called Pick Team. Pick Team. In the second game of the season, the Tigers were shut out 28 to nothing by Washington, Missouri. Then in the next game, the last game of the season, the Tigers flipped the coin as they scored 90 points as they defeated the Engineers 90 to nothing. The second of the lesser known historical oddities is that in Frank Caradillo's three seasons from 1932 to 1934, the Tigers went two and 23 and had, or excuse me, two wins, 23 losses and one tie and had a 17 game streak where they did not win in which they were shut out 10 times during those 17 games. Old Miss Rebels, first of the lesser known historical oddities. In 1904, Old Miss defeated SWBU 114 to nothing. Then the next game in 1904, the next game of the season, the Rebels coin was flipped on them 
as LSU shut them out five to nothing. So they went from scoring 114 points to being shut out the next game. The second of the lesser known historical oddities is back on October 28, 1989. Defensive back Chucky Mullins in the homecoming game against Vanderbilt was paralyzed as he dove into a tackle. He went through major rehabilitation until May 1st, 1991, when he suddenly stopped breathing. He was rushed to the hospital, never regained consciousness, and passed away five days later. In the spring of 1990, the Phi Beta Sigma fraternity at Ole Miss initiated the Chucky Mullins Courage Award to be given each spring to a defensive player. And on September 26, 2014, the Coliseum Drive on the Old Miss campus was renamed the Chucky Mullins Drive to honor his life and his influence. South Carolina Gamecocks, the first of the lesser-known historical oddities. The 1902 South Carolina Gamecocks went six wins and one loss, winning by huge scores of 60 to nothing and 80 to nothing. But their own loss, their lone loss, only loss of the season was a shutout by Furman 10 to nothing. The second of the lesser known historical oddities for the South Carolina Gamecocks is that from 1983 to 1988, beloved coach, excuse me, 1983 to 1988, beloved coach Joe Morrison won 58% of his games. In 1982, Coach Morrison's Gamecocks, this was their second seasons, they went 10 and 2. But tragically, following the 1988 season on February 5th, Coach Morrison passed away of a heart attack after playing racquetball with three friends at William Bryce Stadium. Tennessee Volunteers. In 1904, the Tennessee Volunteers were shut out in six consecutive games. Now follow this. In 1905, under first-year coach James Dupree, Tennessee started out the season 2-0. In fact, they were coming off a 104-0 defeat of American top temperance. Then they went on to be shut out themselves in four of the next seven games. Again, follow this. In 1906, Tennessee was shut out seven times, which means in this three-year stretch from 1904 to 1906, Tennessee was shut out 17 times in a 27-game stretch. Then, in 1907, under a new first-year coach, George Levine, they flipped the tables on their opponents as they were the ones doing the shutouts. That year, the volunteer defense shut out seven of the 10 teams they faced. The second of the lesser known historical oddities for the Tennessee Volunteers. In 1982, volunteer kicker Quad Revers kicked an NCAA record eight field goals from over 50 yards. And he did this, eight field goals on over 50 yards, on just 10 attempts. He was also perfect on extra points that season. Texas A&M Aggies, the first of the lesser known historical oddities. Tragically, on November 18th, 1999, a 59-foot-high stack of 5,000 logs collapsed during the construction, and 12 people were killed, 27 were injured. That Friday, at Kyle Field, Texas A&M played their rival Texas. Now, at that time, it was the largest crowd, over 86,000, to witness a football game in the state of Texas. Emotions overflowed. Texas A&M won 20 to 16. The second of the lesser known historical audit uh, would be the origins of the 12th man. Now, we all know about the 12th man at Texas A&M. It's a tradition like no other. It's that all-inclusive student body, past and present, 
the Twelfth Man. But here's how it originated. It stemmed from an Aggie student. His name was Earl King Gill, and he was in the stands during the Dixie Classic. Now, the Texas A&M coach, his name was Dana X. Bible, because his team was undemand, very much undemand that day, summoned Gill to the field. And though he did not play, he was on the sidelines ready if called upon. So his selfless spirit lives on today, the student body today, in unison in the student section, some 30,000 strong, stand ready to play if called upon. And the Vanderbilt Commodores. The first of the lesser-known historical oddities occurred in 1912, when the Vanderbilt Commodores started the season by scoring over 100 points in the first two games of the season, scoring over 100 points in consecutive games, defeating Bethel 105 to zero, and then in the following week they defeated Maryville 100 to nothing. So, if you're counting, after two games they had outscored their opponents 205 to zero. The second of the lesser-known historical oddities is that on October 14, 1922, Michigan and Vanderbilt played to a scoreless tie. Now, this game was historic. It matched Coach Dan McGugan's 1922 undefeated Vanderbilt team against the legendary Fielding Yost, who's McGugan's brother-in-law, as a matter of fact, and Michigan, who was also undefeated. Now, the scoreless tie proved to be the only blemish on either team's record that season. Vanderbilt, they would go eight wins, no losses, one tie. Michigan would go six wins, no losses, one tie. Now, playing at home, the game was an absolute spectacle. Students, alumni, even politicians attended this game. It was the actually the inaugural game of Dudley Field, which was the largest football stadium in the South. Now, in the first half, after a 20-yard punt, Michigan had great field position, and they drove the Wolverines to the two-yard lines, and they faced the fourth and goal. Now, they lined up for a field goal. And remember, this turned out to be a scoreless tie. So they kicked the field goal. Well, you know. But they lined up for a field goal, and they faked it and ran a play and was stopped at the one-foot line. The result, a scoreless tie. Well, there you have it. A few of the lesser-known historical oddities from every team in the SEC. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.